0: Hello everyone, and welcome to minute twenty-eight of season three of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we yipikaya our way through the nineteen eighty-eight Bruce Willis action flick Die Hard one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is DJ Valentine, aka Hans Gruber.
1: Hans Gruber, not <laughs> Hans, Hans Dim- Gruber. Dim- Han. Guys, man Falcon, I take over <laughs> Nakatomi Tower. It's different
0: it depends types. who you ask. Some people call some people call him Han. Some people call him Han.
1: <laughs> Luke, Luke, Lando calls him Han for some. That's reason. right. <laughs> he does it just, a, just to piss him off. He does <laughs> it to piss him off. <laughs> That's to piss him off apparently. according to Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, remember that great film Solo? Oh, sorry. I, I actually love it. it. Don't don't. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's It's fun. There's been worse. (laughs) There's been way worse. (laughs) That is true. That is definitely true.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, minute 28 begins with uh, Hans uh, showing off how much of an intellectual he is and finishes with Hans uh, ending his lecture about the the classics. (laughs) So as we've been talking about the last two days, you know, Hans has is trying to show how much he's in charge of everything that's going on here. You know, he's the one who has taken everyone prisoner. We're not sure why, hopefully we'll find out by the end of the week. Not really sure, but you know, he, he's having these, uh, uh, actually, w- would you think he's a psychopath the way that, that, that on the, some hands he's on, you know, on the one hand he's, he's, Talking calmly, on the other hand, you know, sometimes he gets a little erratic with the Sociopath, way that
1: he's. Maybe, but um, I don't think psychopath. He's too uh, in control. I think of his emotions because he calms Carl down, who probably is a psychopath. <laughs> if he was, if Hans was a psychopath, I think he wouldn't care if, Han, if Carl blew up the building. He to have a carefully laid out plan such as what Hans has. I think he's more of a. Well, only Hans sociopath. has the
0: plan. No one else knows the plan. That's right. the that's, that's the irony
1: here. You know, right. That, that, I think I, I would see him more of a sociopath than a, a psychopath.
0: Right. Okay. All right. That that's fair. I, I, I think that, that what Hans Hans excuse me, what Hans has done here is he's compartmentalized the whole plan. So Carl knows parts of it and Theo knows parts of it, and some of the other guys know parts in, of things that are going on. Why but do you he's think the he only one because he was probably my a,
1: theory on why he does you know, he does that
0: well, I would say that he's you know he's like the joker he was just going to kill everybody
1: and take it all himself i't think <laughs> that. i don't think that I think it's the opposite. I think Hans is um smart enough to know the men that he's working with are psychopaths, so if they knew the whole plan, they'd kill him and take all the money so if he, okay. if he's keeping the plan all to himself, he's more viable to them. I always see it that way, then he's going to kill... I mean, he could probably, I think, I'm going to take the money anyway, but I, I don't think... I think the only strong relationship he kind of has, and it's not even strong, but just stronger, is with Theo and Carl. But right. These other guys, uh, what's his name? Vigo from Ghostbusters 2. All those other guys? <laughs> James. I think his name is James. <laughs> they're, they're just... They're cannon fodder. Cannon fodder or thugs that will, if they knew the whole plan, they'd be like, why do we need this Han's Gruber guy, they're dressed like you know men about business. Hans is in a suit; <laughs> he's very refined. They would probably kill. Well, him. they've got they've got European clothes and right, they right, smoke right. European cigarettes. Right, but they're more Marvel men European clothes than uh, I'm going to wear. Like Hans could be a terrorist or he could be the CEO of a company. They right. look like they're about to take over some stuff. So, like, I, I think Hans knows the I retain my most value if I'm the one that knows the whole plan. It's, I think it's the opposite. Because the Joker, you're right. The Joker was like, I'm going to kill all these people anyway. And I don't even care what happens if I die or not because it's right. just chaos. But I think Hans is like, well, I need strong men who don't mind killing. But these men won't mind killing to the point where they won't mind killing me. So I have to tell him certain parts of this plan so and leave stuff out because I I lose my usefulness if I do that. That's Ooh, wow. no, okay, point okay, I, think all right, I didn't I lose- think about that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, how I, I see it anyway. I, we could, we have no idea exactly what Stephen Souza wanted or thought, but uh, maybe he mentions it on a commentary, but that's how I always interpreted it. Okay, that that's actually great. I, I, I like that theory. I,
0: I'm I'm going to go with that one. Mm. Yeah. Uh, surveys on, top 10 surveys
1: on the board? <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> 99. <laughs> uh, also, Hans, again, we've mentioned this multiple times, that he once uh to kagi to see him as an equal a master of industry as sure. well, and yeah. that's why he brings up uh well, we haven't gotten to the dialogue yet, but okay well go, go ahead you can continue with the dialogue oh uh i'm <clears throat> uh, I'm going between <laughs> in and out of glasses over my eyes over my okay sorry uh nice suit it's John Phillips, london I have two myself, and then he smiles like really really big. <laughs> and he goes. And the door opens and he goes.
0: And he walks out. Hazard. He turns around.
1: <laughs> yeah. Rumor has it Arafat buys his there, which I think is very, very important. Because, again, as I keep telling you, he keeps going from, I'm nice, I'm refined, but hey, I will kill you. So yes. for him to drop Arafat, <laughs> he knocks yeah. off Arafat, who yeah. is the founding member of the PLO or some crap like that, who's uh, been thought of as a terrorist, is kind of like, yeah, 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 don't get it twisted. I'm smart. I know things, yeah. but, I but, I also, but I also, but I also, I also know a terrorist. <laughs> right. He could have brought up anybody that bought a suit at John Phillips, London. He brought up Yasov Arafat. <laughs> Yasser, not, Yasser. Yasser, sorry. Yasser Arafat, who is not uh, above killing to get what he wants. True. That. Very so true. yeah, that was, I think was a, per, a purposeful name drop, I believe. Right.
0: Okay. Well, first of all, John Phillips, I searched, I scoured the internet trying to find out what is a John Phillips suit mm. and what did I find? That is fake. (laughs) Okay. The London tailor was invented for the film's narrative, but Gruber's conspicuous admiration for Takagi's high tailoring. Okay. uh, Reflects the vain materialistic power hungry psyche of the late (laughs) eighties. The yuppies. (laughs) yuppies. Yes. Which, which is great. You know, that, that, uh, you know, he's, it's, it's also mentioned here about, uh, you know, uh, Ellis talking about the, the Rolex and stuff like
1: that. Right, right, right. You know, it would it be, it, be very easy for him to say, Tom Ford, <laughs> blah, 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 or whatever. Vera yes. Wang, blah, blah. That's a, a designer. Just so you know. Yeah. And
0: then and then the, the, there's a great quote here. It says, though he may be wearing the right clothes, Takagi rises above the Gruber's and Harry Ellis's of the world with his accepting, trustworthy nature, not thinking twice about welcoming the blue-collar John McLean to his
1: corporate celebration. Right. He's he's yeah. he knows. Uh, he's a he's a rich guy. It, what did, what did they say in a Casino Royale? He wears uh, John John, uh, John James Bond wears a suit with such disdain. He doesn't like. He wears very nice clothes, but he's not like. He doesn't fit well in them kind of thing. Where he's like he's a regular guy in a very nice suit kind of thing. Yeah. That's kind of mm-hmm. like Takagi. Yeah, so, exactly. Um.
0: So um, you and, mentioned we mentioned about Yasser Arafat. So Arafat's right. real name was Muhammad Abdel Rahman Abdel Raouf al Qudwa Al-Hassani. Okay, which obviously it's easier just to call him Yasser Arafat. Right. <laughs> he was born, <laughs> born in 1929, and he passed away in 2004. He was the chairman of the PLO from 1969 to 2004, and he was the first president of the Palestinian National Authority from 1994 to 2004. Okay. He was actually born in Cairo. You know, so any of his claims of being a, of being born in Palestine were are, are incorrect. Right. Uh, after he, he died in 2004. So he, he basically died very He fell into a coma and died. Right. And even it's been 18 years since he died Nobody is completely sure as to how he died because there are so many rumors yeah. about, you know, about people who've done research uh, uh, on, on, on his bones and on, you know, th- there are people think that he was uh, possibly poisoned by polonium
1: or big one. I, I remember Or that, that he, or that he possibly poisoning. had AIDS. Hmm. Didn't that hear he, that. One.
0: <laughs> that he had liver disease or that he had some sort of platelet disorder. Something like that, and I, I have a whole list here, and I'm not going to go through all of them about all these experts that were that that all claim different things based on the research they did. Some people claim, you know, that that uh, that they obtained the medical records, and yes, he did have AIDS, and someone else said, no, I got the records, and he doesn't have AIDS, and right. someone else got the records and says, no, he was he was actually poisoned by thallium, and then someone else said, no, he died from food poisoning, and then, you know. Basically, they, they say that they, they dug around his grave and they found traces of polonium. And then, so some people said, okay, that's because he was poisoned by polonium. And others say, no, there was just polonium in, in the soil around him. So we will never know how he actually died. Right. You know? But, uh, you know, I, I guess he's, he's the right type of person to leave controversy in his wake. You know. Right. <laughs> 18 years later, nobody still knows how he died. Nobody
1: still knows. I do like the Hans I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep you. I'm going to keep you guessing. Forever. <laughs> I, I, I do like the Hans smile because it's the recognition that Hans is kind of like, oh, you didn't think I knew that <laughs> kind of smile where like, oh yeah, yeah, I am not just a thug with a gun. I am very, I'm just as smart as you. Don't try any crap. I, I just love that that little that you mentioned the smile, it's like, yeah, I forgot, yeah, he did that little thing <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have to myself, which is like, yeah, don't worry. I I'm, I'm on your level. Don't you might not think I'm on your level, but, but I'm, I'm there. on your level. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then uh the shot changes and we get a shot of, of John opening up the a door, you know, a slight little crack, and he sees three of the thugs, Marco, Heinrich and, and Uli, uh, you know, walking by and there's like this they're they're pushing something and you can see that under a tarp there's a uh, a slightly hidden guided guided missile you know which uh, is is obviously for us to to know that there is a guided missile on the 35th floor because he then closes the door and we see that he's on the 35th floor mm-hmm. and then decides to descend Go go down uh, another further of stairs. I like the the way that they they intersperse this this whole conversation between Hans and and Takagi with little shots of John finding out what what's on every floor.
1: Right, because right now it, it, it's the way it's structured is like we are really wrapped up in what's about to happen to Takagi because we kind of like this guy, and yeah. then you cut away and you're like oh. You're, oh crap, yeah john <laughs> what what the hell's John doing I oh for, I forgot he's hiding from terrorists with rockets oh, wait, 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 what right. what about the cocky? so you're like it, it you're you're tennising from two very tense situations, Yes. So, yeah. yeah, and then the shot comes
0: back to Hans and we we follow Hans into this humongous room, this must be like a boardroom or something like that, and as he's walking, he's walking around all of these these little. These big tables actually that each have th- these models on them, so you know, which uh, could be like an oil refinery and stuff right. like that. I mean, we're not sure exactly what they all are. I mean, one looks like one a bridge,
1: the, one looks like an oil, uh, an oil, an deal, oil or, rig. Sorry, yeah, rig and it,
0: yeah. The, the final one right before we get to the the one that's uh, the Nakatomi Building, which he he stares at. It looks like a pod racer.
1: <laughs> could be. He, may, he has Star Wars connections. Yes. George Lucas came by earlier. And he wanted to throw something by me. <laughs> he said in 11 years I'm going to be
0: making a movie with a pod racer. I'm going to be so, making a film about the uh, <laughs>
1: pod racing. Do, do you uh, see what I'm
0: talking about? If you look at, at second 49, you can
1: you can see that. Yeah, it does. <laughs> We're never going to know what that is, but. Uh... <laughs> It definitely looks like a pod racer. I'm going to just say, if George Lucas came by, Takagi, I just did an Empire. I was wondering, can I get some Nakatomi funds? Build one of these things. Seriously. And then, you know, Hans
0: stands at the building of Nakatomi. And I mean, first of all, it's a pretty amazing model that they they have here. unnecessary <laughs> completely amazing unnecessary. model <laughs> no but i think i think what they're showing here also is 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 that there might be some truth to what hans is oh, saying about of, about uh, the degree yeah. of nakatomi because there, there there's a little bit of haughtiness here by show, by having all of these models these intricate models on display in their boardroom of all of these uh worlds that they have conquered as you can say right you know which which will you know which
1: you, I'll let you continue with Hans' dialogue here. And when Alexander saw the breath of his domain, he wept, for well, there were no more worlds to conquer. Benefits of a classical education, which again is another flex. I am smart. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't think that I'm stupid. <laughs> I know what happened to Alexander the Great. <laughs> I know who Alexander the Great is. Right. <laughs> I know the quote. I know everything. So yeah, don't don't, don't worry. Yeah. And I think I think he wants Kagi to challenge him on certain things. But Takagi is not he he they're playing two different games, I think. I think at this cause this is a, essentially a b um a business meeting. Yes. Han, this is how Hans wants it to uh sees it. And I think Takagi's He's here to of, negotiate. He's in the right, he's in negotiation, but again, he's leaning in on the fact Hans that Hans will be But yeah, right. Him and Ellis make the same mistake in the fact that they think that this is a business negotiation that can use business acumen to get out. But Hans wants to play their game, but he knows something that they don't. He has the will that their lives aren't as valuable to him as they think they are. (laughs) He doesn't care about killing anybody. And I think they keep – I think in the midst of the negotiation, they get so caught up in negotiating, they forget – if I don't win this negotiation, I die. <laughs> right. And Hans will kill me. They forget that. Just for a split second, Takagi forgets it. Well, and no, Ellis but so- Takagi,
0: you can sort of Takagi, you can sort of forgive because he doesn't know that Hans is willing to do it. Ellis, on the other
1: hand, he's so high he doesn't even. Yeah. But no, but him. I'm saying
0: Ellis has seen that Takagi. He knows Takagi's
1: dead. Right, but he's high as hell. He doesn't know. I think he gets like. Takagi for a split second gets lost in the negotiation. Ellis is so high he just thinks everything's gonna work out. He doesn't. He, he's 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 gone at that point. He's uh-huh. using his okay. skills. Takagi was using his skills too, but he only used he 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 lost track with. I mean, we're going ahead. The the the, the posturing at the very end before All is right. when I for the only time I ever see Takagi act like a businessman is right there. Most of the other time, he's just like trying to explain to them that what you're doing is—he—he's trying to figure out what the hell this guy wants. Right. Most of the time. But sure. then when he does the posturing, which you'll, you'll get into later, that's where I see him. Forget just for a little millisecond that Hans Gruber—he has the ace up his sleeve that they don't know he has, which is I will kill you. I don't care. <laughs> I, I I've i thought this plan out. I know every he says it. Uh, in right. a later scene, we were talking about every detail. He knows if I go this way and they give me this, I'm gonna go this way. If they go right. this way and they give me that, I'm gonna go that. Way. So he knows what leeway he he has, and I don't think they realize that. Yes. Well, that that's part of the thing. They underestimate him. Right.
0: All right. You yeah. have anything else for this minute before we get into the script? Uh no that's that's pretty much it. Okay so there there is a little bit of discrepancy in the, the dialogue. So it it starts off by uh, Han saying nice suit John Phillips London he actually asks it as a question where in the movie it sounds mm. as if it's just oh, it's making so a statement
1: confident better choice says, in the movie.
0: And then it says Takagi stares at him speechless. Han mm-hmm. smiles I have two myself as he exits the elevator I'm told arafat shops there too. And then it says, uh, the stairwell, McLean starts to open the stairwell door to the machine room when a noise above him gets his attention. He moves silently up one flight to the roof. Quietly, he cracks the door and looks out onto the machine floor on the lower level of the roof. Three terrorists, James, Uli, and Heinrich, are unpacking the wooden crates we saw in the garage from the service elevator. It's not clear what they're doing, but it seems very military-like and ominously defensive. Heinrich points up to the ceiling and says something in German. The others nod. Heinrich starts to turn towards the camera, and McLean closes the door and slips back down the stairs. And then it actually identifies that they're in a conference room boardroom. And then the, the quote with uh, Alexander is word for word here. Mm-hmm. So that, that one works out well also. Right. So every Wednesday we have a segment called Hans Day.
1: Where my guest... uh, Is that what you call it, for real? (laughs) That's what we call it, yes. Where Uh, where my guest... I love it, I love it, I love it.
0: (laughs) Where my guest will give their top five uh, Alan Rickman performances.
1: So, what have you got for us? Uh, I'm going number five. I'm going to go Dogma. Uh, I think Kevin Smith just did what I would do if I had the chance, write as much funny stuff for Alan Rickman to say and do for as long as he can and that's pretty much dogma it's just like, I got Alan Rickman here what do I give him to do? Well, I make him say I'm a Ken doll, or whatever, I just give him as much crazy, weird (laughs) just off the cuff stuff as I can for him, and then yeah, so dogma number five Uh, number four, I'm going Love Actually it's the only story other than I think Laura Linney's in that film that has some weight to it where he kind of plays, people think of Love Actually as oh it's just a cheesy, you know, uh, romantic. And this story, other than Laura Linney's, is tragic. <laughs> it's just, and it's, it, it, I think it, with Emma Thompson and him, it works so well. So yeah, I'm going Love Actually. Um, number three, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. He, Alan Rickman. If Die Hard didn't exist, and even though this is my number three, and there's one ahead of this. This is probably the most Alan Rickman-y role of yes. any Alan Rickman role ever, because he makes a total meal of this movie, of this role, outclasses Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner is in a completely different movie than Alan Rickman, <laughs> but Alan <laughs> Rickman is the one that makes that movie rewatchable to me. So yes, I'm going yes. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh, number two, Galaxy Quest, Uh, if you just told me, hey, we're going to make Alan Rickman uh. Essentially, play Leonard Nimoy professionally and Spock fictionally. Yeah, I'm in. Okay, <laughs> let me let me see that because that's essentially what he's playing in the movie. <laughs> and of course, it's Die Hard number one. It's the greatest villain of all time, in my uh, humble opinion. Yeah, I, I I think it's it's hard to
0: to argue against that that statement. I I think it also is the best villain
1: in any movie, even better than Darth Vader. And Darth Vader is oh. a great villain. Darth Vader is a great villain. It's just. It, the more they pick at that 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 onion, it's getting it's getting less and less of a good villain <laughs> because they keep giving them stuff that keeps making them whittle down into oh it was better when I didn't know this and I didn't know that and I didn't see that. Right, <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. All right, so you want
0: to tell everyone once again, DJ, how they can get in
1: touch with you? Uh, Reviews dot net uh or simplistic dot reviews is we find our website. Uh, you can find me on Twitter under uh, at trying to be DJV. That's my Twitter handle. And I, I, uh, for the show, I do a lot of show prep uh, through Twitter <laughs> and Facebook where I'm like, Hmm, I'm talking about this show or I'm watching the show now. And then I'll go on the show and I'll go into further details. So you can follow me on there if you want a little sneak peek of the show. So yeah, follow me on that.
0: Alright, excellent. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcast you are be using to listen to the show. You can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Facebook, and you can find me on my website. So just do a search for movie rob minute. So until tomorrow, yippicaye.
1: <laughs> Whatever the hell he says. <laughs> what does he say? Ma He garbles it. He has water in his mouth. blah.
0: He he was method acting, you know. He was uh, he put marbles in his mouth, like uh, <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> you know, like 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 we always hear that 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 uh, you know that that's what they used to do in the old days. <laughs> Marlon Brando used to put mar- marbles in his mouth.
1: I was just watching him on The Offer. The guy playing Marlon Brando was excellent. I think he was putting cotton balls in his mouth to do the Vito Corleone. Okay, that. cotton balls <laughs> in his mouth, marbles in his <laughs> mouth, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe marbles is no marbles is for uh, stop stuttering. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. When the hell did I see that? That's from something. Of course it is. That's a thousand. It's from a thousand. That's from a movie. There's, the King's Speech. That, that That's what it was. Thank you. Thank you. It's gonna bother me until I. <laughs> it was gonna bother me. <laughs> where? Where I, I gets, saw that somewhere. Where was that? <laughs> where he constantly swears. <laughs> yes. I, With speech. marbles in his mouth. I got. I got to spoof the King's Speech. I haven't. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't spoofed the, uh, a classical movie in a while. I don't know if you want to call it a classical movie, but okay. Classical uh, in terms of uh, Oscar uh, awards, you know, uh, uh, usually we're spooked from like action movies, but King Speech is like, oh. Okay, so, so you're saying the, the the benefits of a classical education? Yeah, uh, benefits mm-hmm. of a the... classical film education movie. I haven't spoofed one of those in a while. last one I spoofed was The Godfather, so I'll spoof this one next. Okay, that
0: makes sense. <laughs> Alright, so we'll be back tomorrow again. Yippee-ki-yay!
1: <laughs> Modify. We'll <laughs>